This week, we talk about a new feature in Glass, the Reheal Contest winner, and Greg and me talk about apps that we use a lot for taking and editing photos on our iPhone, and we go over our recent photos. It's Monday, April 24th, 2023, and this is the iPhoneography Podcast. I'm Greg McMillan, and joined by my good friend Dave. Hello, David. Hey, Greg. How's it going? It's going well. (laughs) (laughs) We're a little late getting started because I was on the phone with my internet provider for probably almost three hours. (sighs) Problem not solved yet. It's not a technical issue. It's it's just an account issue. I changed things over and, you know, things got balled up and uh, it's just a hot mess. So, but anyway, Mm -hmm. I'll get it sorted out tomorrow, I guess. There's no urgency for it. So I just thought I'd try to get it done before we went on tonight. And, oh man. Uh, Anyway, on the plus side, I have a better router that's got faster speeds. I've actually got gigabit now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I asked for the same, basically the same speed that I had. Okay. Actually, I think it would have doubled. I had 150 megabits per second. And I think of the, the lowest option was 300, which would have been more than fine. But they said, because I was such a long time customer with them, it's been like 19 years. Um, they offered me the fastest speed for less money. Oh, thank you. So yeah, yeah, that would be <laughs> crazy not to take it. Exactly. So anyway, it's I mean the service is great. It's working fine. Everything's good that way. It's just that there was some things in the account when they switched it over yeah. from a, a consumer account to a business account. That's what got balled up. So billing information, account information, all that fun stuff. Yeah, I think somebody just ticked the wrong checkbox or something. I don't know, but yeah. anyway, we're gonna. Uh, talk about our um something that we teased about a few shows ago and we're finally going to get around to it uh what is on our phones or what we're using for for apps in our photography but um before we get into that i will um just run over just a couple of quick little news items here uh in in glass uh, that's that uh photo sharing app that's that's probably my favorite um they have a couple of new features that they just released today. And one is that you could pin photos to the top of your profile. So if you've got a favorite image and you want it to always show up first when people go to your profile, bang, you can do that. And then the other feature is um, you can hide posts. So if you, you know, for whatever reason, have a post on there that you want to, you know, have people not see for a certain length of time or whatever, or for whatever reason, you can just... Um, go to the post and when you edit i think i think i think it's when you edit the post that's when you can turn this toggle to hide it so um personally i don't know why you would want to hide it because if you put it on there you want people to see it but anyway i'm i'm sure there's uh, i mean i haven't read everything up on it um i've just been too busy today with other things but um i'll probably find out i think there's an email that came in about uh, those two features that were added, and um, I haven't read the email yet. So sorry, Daniel, if you're listening, I'll get to it <laughs> probably tonight, and I'll check out you know what the story is behind these uh, features. But the uh, the one that really appeals to me is the pinning the post to the top. So that's pretty cool. Um, and you can do that in Instagram, right, Dave? I 
don't know. I, I, I've done it on Twitter. I don't know if I've done it on Instagram, but I think you let, can. Let me double check. I, I, yeah, I think you can. Uh, yeah, yeah, pin the profile. Yeah, yeah. So there is okay. a pin the profile. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it seems like it's a. Yes, being I mean, on the safe side. I wanted to double check. Yeah. But there's, you know, everything's going that way. So, you know, why not for glass too? Um, you know, you could pin posts on Facebook and all that stuff. So, um, so that's cool. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention real quickly was the, um, so we've been talking about reheld and they had a contest, um, where you could try the app and, you know, you could submit your five favorite, five best shots, uh, for before you pay for it, you could submit your five best shots into a contest with a hashtag reheld contest. And if they pick you as a winner, you get the free lifetime subscription. So they've announced 10 winners. And I don't know them all by name without going to their Facebook or their uh, Instagram profiles. But this is an Instagram post where they announced this. So there's a link in the show notes for this. Mm -hmm. And But some people that I do know are Mel McCann from Ireland, I believe. He came in second. Um, Ian Matthews came in fifth. He's mobile creator. Um, so that's mobile create with an eight and then T-O-R on Instagram. And uh, another one is uh, my buddy Andy Green, who is absolutely phenomenal with this app. It's, with any slow shutter thing, he's just he's just knocking them out of the park. Um, but he's he's uh, he was selected fourth. So... Um, the big winner was Thomas Peck. Uh, it was a beautiful shot of, um, it looks like a waterfall, and I'm going to say it's in Iceland. Mm. Yeah, looking at the um, the, the name of the falls, Skogafoss. Oh, yeah, it's hashtagged Iceland. It's a pretty oh, famous wow. waterfall, I think. And and wow. it's a beautiful black and white image mm -hmm. um, that he took there with that, with Reheld, and it looks fantastic. So, um, there'll be a post or a, a link to the, uh, the post of where reflex, um, posted all the winners. It's there, there's 10 of them in the one post. So you just swipe through and look at all of them, uh, really well done too, because they've embedded the images in a phone with the reheld app. It looks mm -hmm. like you're looking at it in reheld It's really cool how they've done it. Yeah. One thing and, I wonder uh, is because they do have different times on there for the shots. If you scroll through. Uh, different shots when they yeah. when the camera moves around like the first shot has 14 seconds the second ah. one 17 the third one 30 the fourth one five so i wonder if they're the actual if there's a way they can tell okay uh let me see i don't know or is there a they they may have um uh, asked, asked the photographers yeah to submit that information i'll bet you that's what they did and if they did that is clever that is and that's a good eye dave i never noticed that yeah, um, hopefully it's not random i gosh you know what i i don't know i think it, i think you, you're probably onto something there because that that looks like it could very well be looking at the images and then looking at the times in seconds that it shows you could very, very well be right. Yeah, that that's cool. I I bet you that's what they've done. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna say yeah, that's what they've done. That's that's um, that's 
pretty good thinking there. <laughs> but I'll find out for sure. I'll I'll reach out to them and I'll I'll say, hey, did you guys do this? <laughs> if you if you did, you tried to pull it over on us, Very but nice. Dave caught you. It'd be, it'd be cool if they did it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll bet you they did. Yeah, that's that's cool. I didn't go through all the posts uh, to see if they said how long they, you know, did the sequence or whatever. Um, I'll probably do that later tonight and uh, see if there's any correlation. So, but yeah, that that's pretty cool. Um, Right. So the reheld contest is obviously over and winners announced and uh, congratulations to all the winners. Yeah, there's so many cool things coming out of that app um, from people that it's uh, it's really good to see. So it's good to see that it was a, a nice successful launch. All right, so now we're gonna we're gonna do some back and forth all night long here, Dave. We're gonna first we're gonna go through three apps that we have on our phone. I know we have more than that, but we're gonna go through three apps each that we use in our photography for different purposes and reasons and whatnot and we'll just give a quick um you know lowdown as to what they are and, and how we use them and then after that we'll go through our recent photos so um you go ahead and start with your first one uh just okay. tell the folks what you use yep yep this is a um a new well i shouldn't say a new app it's an app i've had for a while um but they did some major updates so I'm trying to use it a little bit more. It's a Photomator. Okay. Uh, so if uh, the app is put out by, let me get to the company here. Hold on. Uh, oh, this one. Yeah. I have yeah. this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, you know what? I think, yeah. Exactly. That's why I was going for it. Yeah. It yeah. used to be known as Pixelmator Photo. Right. And they just decided to change the name to Photomator. Mm-hmm. So it is a photo editing, um, similar to Lightroom. It, the one thing they did add, and this is kind of a big one, is they added, and I don't want to call it AI picked because AI and art and intelligence and machine that's being thrown out everywhere now. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it does give you the ability to do layers uh, for uh-huh. editing, and you can do things like select sky. And it will pick out the sky for you. Okay. And if cool. you wanted to do not the sky, you could do inverse. All right. Okay. So yeah. uh, one of the photos, and I don't think it's one of my, no, it isn't. Uh, one of the photos I posted recently to my Instagram of uh, starry sky, I put it in Photomator, picked sky, reversed it, and brightened up the trees in front. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah. it makes it's pretty now, it is a paid app, so you got to pay for it. Yeah. Um, but it actually it, it works pretty good. Uh, the selection tool I really like. I really like, I think it does a good job of selecting everything you need. Um, it has the nice thing is you don't have one thing I like about it versus Lightroom Mobile is you don't have to import the image and then export the image. Right. You can't do it from inside the Photos app like you can with like Polar or other apps, but you can just go into it, click on the image in the app when you select it, and do your editing there and just save it. 
Oh, yeah. So it makes it a little bit easier that way. Okay. And it's still a lot. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I have this app, but I haven't used it for quite some time since yep. I've been using Darkroom as my regular one. More on that later, but yep. but yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it still has the machine, the the what they call machine learning automatic fix, which it's a good place to start and just kind of work on its own. Yeah, and they have the uh, ability to uh, do the super resolution still. Oh yeah. So you can up your resolution, do some denoising, uh, you know, do all that there. And I'm trying to find out because I purchased it. I was trying to figure out how much it cost Um, because there's an okay. So now I didn't pay this because I purchased it when it was a one time purchase. I think it was ten dollars. For a one-time purchase a few years ago, right? Okay. Uh, so I'm grandfathered in. Um, but the monthly subscription is five dollars a month. The yearly is thirty, mm-hmm. and the lifetime's a hundred bucks. Yeah. So this is not a cheap app. Yeah, it's and, but it's but, free. It's free to try though. Right. Right. Yeah. And there, and it, the thing is, if you are someone who downloaded it a while back. Mm-hmm. And like like you did, and like I said, I I I probably wouldn't have tried it if I had to do a subscription. But yeah, again, you figure at the time ten dollars was a little pricey for a one time purchase. But three four years ago, how many years ago I purchased it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so but it was like oh you know it's it it looks like a good one. It's worth it, and so I just have it now. So mm-hmm. yeah, but the but the last update a lot more power. Um, then they keep on improving it and making it better. And the layers are something that works pretty good in terms of selecting it. So it's, yeah, it can be a little more intuitive than I say. I haven't, I haven't really tried layers in Lightroom mobile, but it, this seemed just pretty easy to, to use and learn. Hmm, yeah, so, cool. I'll have to have another look at it. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, um, you could still get Pixelmator for the iPhone. At least I think you can. I mean, I have uh, it. So. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and you know, it has layers and stuff in it. But mm-hmm. what I like about Pixel or uh, I'm saying Pixelmator, uh, Photomator, what I like about it is it looks like it's part of iOS. You know, it, it's it's very very well designed and implemented, and it just looks like photos on steroids to me. You know, with with the uh, you know with the sliders and buttons and with the way everything's, you know, the icons and stuff that they use, it, it just looks like it belongs in the iPhone, uh, which I think is um, really good design. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's it's I mean. I'm glad I, I'm grandfathered in like you are because, uh, you know, we talked about subscriptions. Um, yeah. We've, we've talked about them in the past. We, uh, we talked about it on Shane Mostyn's live stream. I believe it was the last time we went on and, um, you know, I'm okay with subscriptions to a point, um, but it has to be something that I'll use a lot. and. I do subscribe to a couple of different things like, right. but the yearly subscription for, um, for, uh, 
for darkroom, which I'll get to in a minute, is, uh, you know, it's only about 25 bucks, I think, US. So um, it, it, I guess, depends on the developer, what they think their app is worth, whatever. But um, but yeah, I mean, Pixel, or I keep calling it Pixelmator. Uh, Photomator is, uh, is definitely a darn good one. Um, I really like the upscaling. The, uh, mm-hmm. the and all the all the AI, like the ML machine learning stuff that it does is pretty impressive too. So uh, like even um, you know object removal and things like that, there's stuff all that stuff's built right into it. So that's pretty cool. Um, so for my first one, we'll jump to uh, Reflex. I think it's no secret that it's my probably my most favorite camera app, and um, I use it. Probably 90% of the time. Uh, what I like about it is the manual controls, if you want them, are right there front and center. And they don't they don't kick in until you actually start to use one. And then you can make your adjustments that way. Uh, if you want to get out of manual, go back to auto, just double tap the viewfinder and it just kicks right back into auto again. And... Um, it's uh, uh I don't know how much it is. I th- think it's uh let me see. I'm trying to trying to search on the uh, website here. There it is. Reflex Pro Camera. Okay, so it's that this is in US because I'm on the US App Store. It's $4.99 to buy it. And uh, there is an in-app purchase for the slow shutter thing. Or is there? No, it's all included now. Yeah, because it used to be free. And and then they used to uh, charge for the slow shutter function. But now it looks like it's just $4.99 to buy the app and you get it all. And it is so fun to use. I mean, you have... uh, you know, you have your uh, solo shutter function, you have um, zebra stripes to help you with exposure, you have the histogram, you have um, focus peaking to help with focus, um, you can adjust the um, uh, white balance manually. If you want, you can shoot JPEG, hike, or raw, or pro raw. Um, it's And it's really improved over the uh, last couple of years since it's been uh, introduced in that the camera switcher used to be painfully slow, but they've really dug down and and fixed the code where now it's it's pretty quick. So that was one of my uh, biggest pet peeves with it before, but they've fixed that. So now it's it's really nice. And that same camera switching um, functionality is in reheld too. Like it's pretty quick at switching cameras. So mm-hmm. um uh, not much else I could say about Reflex other than it's, you know, it, it's designed well. Everything's right there. There's You don't have to dig into anything. Um, it's it's really good. It's a really good camera app. So your next one. Next one is Visionist. Now, this is a free one with an in-app purchase. Um, I use the free uh, part only. This is a... Um, I'm trying to think of the right term for it here. Um, It's an editing app only. And I would say it's a creative editing app. And it does have a particular look about it is to also remember. So 
um it's almost it, it makes it more look like a painting more than anything else so if i want to go real abstract on the look mm-hmm. uh particularly a lot of color blocking and hatching um i'll go with the visionist app now for free i you get i think yeah you get 10 different um presets and you can make minor changes in terms of more abstract less abstract change how the lights are and yeah. it gives it a nice watercolor abstract feel but it's not going to be oh i want to make this adjustment to make it more lifelike not the app for this right yeah yeah uh, it's it's, now, it's full-on yeah. artistic exactly now if you want to pay the money they have a ton i have no idea how many uh i just see a ton of additional presets and filters that you yeah. can do uh they're all kind of similar look okay oh wow okay so 70 styles Oh, wow. uh, uh, ad free, all the features, four dollars, one time purchase. That's pretty good. That's um, yeah. So That's I may well, actually good. may want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you can, and and again, it's one of these things you. Think, and the nice thing is, at the very bottom, it gives you a little thumbnail of what the photo will look like after you yeah. do the edit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like so, that. and it works pretty quick. It works pretty mm-hmm. quick. So you can say, okay, I kind of, the, the one or two I like, they are really heavy hash marks and they have like a blue, red water color look to them. And you can mm-hmm. change the coloration and the detail and how hard. So you can do the editing that way and get a feel. So sometimes I'll do an edit in either Lightroom Mobile or in Photomator and then throw it in Visionist to get it a little more abstract. Just to see what will happen. Yeah. I thought I had this app at one no. time. You might have. How <laughs> many? After all, how many apps do we have? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. I think I have just over 50 photo-related apps. Yeah. Now, some of them have offloaded themselves because I've got that setting done where you can, if you don't use Same it here. for whatever it is, a month or whatever, they yeah. offload, but the icon stays there. Um but I have to go to the app store and check and see if I if I um had it or I I'm pretty sure I did. But it it's a you know it's it's like I said it's really nice and it is a very specialized uh look. Yeah. So but it's something I kind of go back to because I like the different options available. Um I like it sounds weird I like the limited options also. Yeah. Because there are times where someone say we have four thousand different options and and like ten sub options for every four thousand option, you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, and, and so I did have it before. Okay. So I re I re-downloaded it, and I'm looking through the intro thing, the, the splash screens here, and one is mm-hmm. depth controls. It says this option allows the subject to pop out by blurring the background selectively, coloring, and more. Oh, this could be fun. Only uh, only images that were captured using portrait mode ah. in the camera app will enable this feature. Okay. Okay. So, so most of the time, I, yeah, I would say most of the time the photos I use are landscape photos. Yeah. And I have not tried a portrait mode, which 
you know what? I'm going to try that while you go on to your next one. But I definitely want I definitely want to give that a try. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, my next one is, uh, like I mentioned before, Darkroom. Um, It's uh, I had it for quite a while. Uh, You know, I used it for a bit and then I got back to using photos more than anything. Um, But when they put an update out, that had much better control over the highlights and shadows as well as um, masking. I thought, Oh, I better have another look at this. And um, when I played around with it for the trial time, the trial period where I could use the masking and stuff, I thought, Oh, this is pretty good. Like there's masking in Lightroom mobile, but you have to have the um, creative cloud subscription thing, I think in order to use it. Same with the raw development on that site. But in in Darkroom, you've got uh, raw development, all this stuff. Um, you've got all the, the the raw development without subscribing, I think. But the subscription for Darkroom, like I say, it's for me, it was uh, $25 a year, I believe. So I'm just going to look up Darkroom in the uh, App Store. And it is to oh don't open that one. It is uh, the yearly subscription is thirty two ninety nine. So I must have got it when it was on a deal, like because it was it was a, a new thing at the time. Uh, but it says legacy unlock everything for nine ninety nine. Hmm. Unlock everything forever. See, that's the thing I don't oh, wow. like about the App Store is the convoluted pricing. Yeah, um, agreed. But the monthly subscription is six ninety nine. The yearly subscription thirty two ninety nine. And I took the yearly subscription on it because it's something that I'm going to use, and I don't mind helping the developers out by, you know, sending them a few bucks that way. Uh, it's a it's not a huge team of developers. It's more than one person. I believe there's about five, maybe uh, five or six on the whole team, I think. And as far as the actual people that write the code, I'm not sure if they all do it or if it's just, um, you know, kind of like the, 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 the guys at Reflex. There's three guys mm-hmm. there. Only one does the code. Um, and, uh, you know, so this is this is not a big team. It's not a huge conglomerate like Adobe. But boy what they're what they're putting out is pretty impressive um it has uh you know when you're doing a pro raw file what i like about it is you can adjust the tone mapping or the, the local tone mapping which is the secret sauce that that apple puts into a pro raw file you could dial that down all the way if you want to get to what it would basically be like if you shot it just plain raw um but you know the masking is really cool because you could put um, a linear mask on, radial mask on. You can select the background, foreground. Uh, I believe it, if it recognizes that there's a sky in the picture, it'll select the sky. Uh, so it's it's pretty impressive, um, pretty robust. And they also have um, those, I forget what they're called. Um, it's, it's like a, a wheel or a round uh, interface where you can adjust the highlights highlights shadows or um midtones and uh you can adjust you can f- 
pick the color you want to work with. Like, you know, say you want to warm it up a bit, you can go into the reds and then you can adjust the um, luminance of that color and the saturation. So it's, um, it, I guess it's, what is it, tonal uh, adjustments or something? I mean, let me just open a picture here and see. Okay, it doesn't say what it is, but if you go to uh, go to the App Store entry, you can see what what these features are. They'll be on there, and uh, it's it's pretty good. It's it's um it's a really good editor, and, and and actually, I'm on the beta, so I'm I'm just you know checking out some. I don't think there's anything new really compared to what's available to the public right now. Uh, the last beta I think was more for enhancements and and uh, refining than anything else so um but yeah it's it's a good editor so how'd you make out with that uh visionist oh, okay yeah yeah when i got a chance to actually uh, i found out that if you have it works the the popping the subject works best if you have a subject okay so let's say i had one picture that was like four people i did as a um um as a portrait mode Mm -hmm. And trying to pop, it can like pop some people on the right or some people on the left, not the whole thing. So oh, yeah. it works best if you have like a singular subject you want to pop. Okay. Well, I'll give that a try too then. Um, yeah. Now that feature, that's that, that that's okay in the free version too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The biggest, the, the only thing you really gain by paying for it is getting, going from 10 to 70 right yeah in terms of the preset filters okay all right okay well you're in the next one your your last one i guess for the apps yep and this is the one that i use when i don't like the sky <laughs> oh yes you've tricked yes. me a few times yes. my friend <laughs> yes this is this is photoshop camera which um yes it is limited because this is the quote-unquote kitty version if you will of photoshop right. uh so you are limited uh, but it's really easy, um, and it's a matter of you. There's different um, filters that you can select and download at no cost. Um, I don't. I I have a free login for Adobe, um, mm -hmm. but I never paid for it. I never paid for the app, so I think it's included. You know, it's included in the free layer, and yeah. you can download different um, filters and different effects that you want to try. And basically open up the picture and you can, there's a couple that I like are different sky replacements where literally it's like, take the photo, hit the button, sky's all of a sudden replaced. Oh, you, yeah. and you just kind of flip. There's like normally three to five different options for per filter. Like, oh, I don't oh, like yeah. that sky. I don't like that. Oh, I like that sky. Okay. And yeah. then you can do editing, some basic editing inside also. So you can do some additional editing inside. You can't do multiple at once, though. Oh, yeah. So that's the only thing. You can say, I want that filter. And if you want another filter, you have to save it and then re-import it. Oh, okay. So you can't stack filters. Uh, they do have a few. They have a lot different ones. They have some seasonal ones. Um, like I said, the one thing I use it for more than anything else is the sky replacement. Uh, it does a mm -hmm. good job at that. Or there's a few other little creative ones uh, that I use it for. But yeah, the biggest one, it's literally called um, 
me get to it here real quick. I'm not complaining about the speed of the camera. So sometimes it takes a little bit longer than others. Um, yeah, they're called lens. They call them lenses. And it's literally called blue skies. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it, it detects the sky, finds it, and replaces it. They also have scenery, which can tweak the sky. Not necessarily replace it. More like make the grass greener, make the sky bluer, mm-hmm. make minor tweaks, per se. So it can do cool. that, too. Again, it's relatively easy in terms of once you select it, you go, okay, here's the image, and replace. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I have and played have around with it a little of, bit. Yeah, they have tons of new filters that you can add in, too. Yeah. And some of the filters do come, like the Blue Sky one, they do come as video. So oh, really? you can actually have, like, the clouds moving across the sky like a video oh that's cool yeah yeah they they have tons of different options and filters you can use and like i said some of them are kind of wild um including ones like uh there's one that's called cosmos so you'll have a night sky um with like a giant jellyfish in the in the sky yeah (laughs) or a giant (laughs) planet in the sky but it generally does a pretty good job with um change uh, making it look like it belongs there the only problem it sometimes has is if you have trees with um not a lot of foliage on it so it has trouble getting in between the branches yeah yeah so it'll give you kind of an outline of the branch, but it'll try to match the color so it doesn't look too stark. But that sometimes can give it some issues. Yeah, but I think it probably does the best out of any app that does that, like as far as sky selection. Yeah. I imagine the Adobe offering job, is yeah. probably the best one. I would say that automatically does it with replacement, yes. Yeah. I mean, I hate to put that in, but it's kind of it, it does the best job for the automatic base one. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, cool. Um, my last app that we'll talk about is uh, I, I got to mention it. It's Reheld. Um, been having so much fun with it lately, and it is um, for those who may not know what it is by now, it's a long exposure app that you can use handheld for up to thirty seconds. And, um, uh, you, you know, the last episode of the podcast was a, uh, interview. We had an interview with the developer and, uh, uh, Salvo, um, and he explained some things about the app and how it works and, you know, how to get the best out of it and whatnot. And, uh, we, we, we talked about the pricing on this thing and the pricing is just phenomenal. It's two ninety nine um, a month. Or, or no, a year. Sorry, because mm-hmm. uh, the App Store thing says Reheld Pro at two ninety nine, but lifetime access is seven ninety nine. That's that's really really well priced. Yeah. So, um, what is it for? It is for when you're out walking around, whatever you're doing, and you 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 come across something where you want to try a long exposure. Say you come across a river or a little waterfall or whatever, and you want to do a long exposure. And you don't have a tripod or anything with you, you 
put it up, you, you hold, hold it up, compose your shot, and you can set the length of time you want it to go. Now, I found in my using it, anything under 12 seconds or so, as far as moving water goes, is not as good as the longer um, option. So go like 12, 15 seconds at least for a, a river running or a waterfall or something like that to get the best looking um you know motion blur of the water if you go less than that i find it just starts to it, you know it still looks a little choppy um and that's why it's not going to be good for light trails it's not um like the the image blending and and all that stuff it's it's um they they make apps that are better at stuff like that already this is this is to be um you know this is for when you want to pull your camera, your phone out of your pocket, open up reheld, and take a long exposure with your hands. Uh, of course, the longer it is, the more still you have to hold it. So, you know, what I find I'm doing is I'll prop it against a tree or something. If I don't have anything to prop it against to help hold it still, I, I know you're thinking, why not just use a tripod? Well, this is for when you don't have a tripod. So... I'll just tuck my elbows in real tight to my body and that helps me hold the phone still because any motion, especially um, back and forth, like to and from the subject, even if it's just a millimeter could be enough to, to ruin the image. Um, I know because I've done it. I've, I've got, I've got a, a bunch of failures, but I've got a bunch of successful shots too. So um, it, it's a great handheld long exposure app. Um, you know, people will say, well, what about Spectre? Well, Spectre is only good for nine seconds. And like I said, if you want a good, clean, like long waterfall shot, you got to go, you know, longer than 12 to 15 seconds. I've gone 30 seconds before and that that's, that's the best. It looked the best when you go that long. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, um, you know, when you get reheld, you download it for free. You've got th uh, 10 free shots mm -hmm. that you keep. You know, you, it's not like they disappear or anything. And uh, after that, you can subscribe to the um, the yearly or the lifetime access. And uh, I think you'll probably want to go with the lifetime because it's it's only eight bucks. Yeah. Why not, it, right? Really reasonable, the cost. Yeah. They they could if have you, gone much worse. Oh, sure. And I mean, if you don't know if you're going to use it, go for the yearly. It's only three dollars. And yeah. then if you, you know, a few months down the road, if you find you're not using it, just cancel it. You still have it for the rest of the year, but um, you know, just just cancel it, and that's that's fine. But I I think it's 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 well worth keeping. It's I've got it in my widgets on my lock screen right now. That's how much I use it. So. Uh, it, it's a good one. Alrighty, so those are some of the apps that Dave and I have on our phones. Um, I think we could probably do a series like this for a good, hearty, long time before we get through them all. But <laughs> let let us know what what you what your favorite apps are. Go to the uh, iPhoneography Podcast Facebook group, and if you're in there, and um, I'll probably put a post uh, to this episode on there. So. Uh, leave a comment and let us know what you have, what you like about it, and, uh, you know, share the knowledge, share the wisdom. All right. So our recent photos, 
Um, this is always one of my favorite parts of the uh, of the show because I get to see what Dave's been shooting with his phone, and he gets to see what I've been shooting, and yep. we get to tell everybody what the uh, stories are behind our images. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to find them. There they are. Uh, so we'll start with yours, Dave. Your, okay. Do um, you want to start with the last one I sent you? Because that ties into what you were just talking about. Okay, sure. Yep. Because okay. this one was taken with reheld. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, cool. So, yeah, yeah. And this was taken on a run. So I was definitely not in any position to have a tripod. Um, yeah, is, really. <laughs> th- yeah. So this is over a bridge. So I did use the bridge. So I did hold the phone down on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, still hand ste- hand steadied. But on the bridge, and I want to say I'm trying to because I took like three different lengths of exposure just to see which one worked out best. I want to say this was maybe five seconds, seven seconds. Okay, yeah. Uh, And then I did use and tying into one of my apps, Photomator, and did some editing there uh, to clarify the stream a little bit. Ah, right. So you could actually like see some of the the bottom of the stream that's there. Yeah. Um, and actually, the nice thing is it will say you can do things like, well, you notice how the stream's one color. It'll say select color to make a layer. So I did that, and it selected the stream, and I was able to selectively adjust the screen, the stream, versus oh, the rest of the image. Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Because it almost looks like you had a bit of a polarizer. Yeah, and I didn't. It's just the way the editing wow. turned out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, notice on the right, you have something that looks like a whirlpool. Yeah, I was looking I, at that. Yeah. I took this image also using a live photo. There's no whirlpool there, per se. Oh, really? It's the long exposure picking up the little particles and the yeah. little bubbles that make it that that show you the whirlpool. Yeah. But yeah. You wouldn't see it otherwise. Yeah, that's right. So it's kind of neat. You can actually see kind of like on the bottom right there, you can see like three additional little whirlpool areas there, too. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's and, almost and those are just like bubbles, a, likely, are they? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. just bubbles. Because if you go a little further up, you can actually see like the bubbling in the um, the stream around halfway right. up on the right. Oh, yeah. So you can see yeah. them not moving there. But yeah, you can see where they kind of get caught and turn in the current. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, yeah, you that's can actually cool. see the current using the uh, the long exposure look there. Yeah, and you know it did a pretty good job of uh, of blending them together, so they're not. You know, you don't have that. The I call bonds. it braiding. Some, yeah. um, I think it's David Addison calls it Morse code. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, when, when it looks all dotty. So, uh, but yeah, it did a fairly good job with that. And um, something else that should be noted about reheld is that. There's, I think there's tap to focus, but as far as exposure control goes, it just lets the, the camera do the best job it can at selecting the exposure. And to be honest with you, I don't know about you, Dave, but I haven't really had a bad exposure yet with reheld. You know, it really does a good job with nailing it. And I mean, you know, like you did with this one here, you can take it into an editing app. And you can, you know, play around with the highlights and shadows a little bit, which I usually do anyway. And, um, you know, uh, make it make it uh, 
I always just say I enhance it. I don't really do too much editing with it. But uh, but I like what you've done with Photomator with that layer and the water. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It, I'm going to have to play it, around yeah, with The that. layering actually is a really nice feature. And it does a yeah. pretty good job. Now, like I said, full-blown Lightroom, if you have it on your computer, if you're used to it, you know how to use it. Yeah. Is I don't want to say it's probably more powerful, but I've talked to enough people who have to use Lightroom, and they're like, once you know it, it's good, but it got mm-hmm. a steep curve. Photometers, yeah. much less steep curve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think with Darkroom, there's color masking as well. So I think mm-hmm. I could probably achieve something very similar with that, too. Okay. So I'm going to try them both some more oh, of yeah. these days and, and and just compare them and see what they're like. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, no, that's a that's a, a nice shot of the river. And uh, I just what I love the most is that the, you were able to bring out the bottom, you know, cut through yeah. the surface. And, and that's really cool. Uh, so my first one, well, it, it just ties right in with everything again. It's a reheld shot. Um, we were walking the dog down at the local park like we do quite often. And it was a, a sunny day and it was, I'd say, late afternoon. And there's this little little river that goes through the park. And I was standing on it like you on a bridge, except it was it was just a, a low, like there was the bridge that you could drive across or walk across. And then all it was was great big um, asphalt curbs on the side. You know, high enough that you wouldn't fall in if you're walking along, but low enough you could fall in if you tripped over them. But it's not, you know, the water's only probably three or four feet down. And, you know, it, I, I've never heard of anybody falling in before. So what I did was I just crouched down. I, I rested my phone on the on the asphalt curb and took this for probably at least 15 seconds. And... uh I took probably three or four of them. Uh, one of them, I moved the phone too much back and forth and it ruined it. But this was one of the better ones that turned out. And of course, I cropped it to, um, it looks like maybe 16 by 9, might be a little uh, shorter on the uh, vertical. But um, And then, you know, just my usual enhancing in, in darkroom with the highlights and shadows and whatnot. Um I tend to think I probably could have done better with this one because it it's not super super sharp like I'd want it, but it's not mm-hmm. not terrible. Um, it was share worthy, I thought. So oh yeah, I, I put it on Instagram. No, no, I would say yeah, yeah, and, and, and honestly, that is the when you're using a handheld app, like you said, it's even if you hold it against something. I yeah. mean, th- to me. The rocks and the details in the rocks, and you know, definitely are sharp there. But there are certain things you can't do handheld that you can do with a tripod. Oh yeah, for physical sure. limitations, physical limitations. But yeah, yep. but hey, for for an app that's meant oh, to God. do just this, exactly, it exactly. worked pretty good, as we yep. both seen in our exactly. in our shots yep. that we talked about. Yeah. So next, you have. Okay, which one do you want to do next? Uh, do the vertical one. Okay, that's cool. I like that yeah. one. This was, uh, we visited our niece and nephew, and they have a pond on their, on their land. And these two trees just, they're a little further north. They're near Cleveland. So they're not as green as we are yet. They're just, just okay, a week yeah. or two behind us. Yeah. So I, I just love the way that the reflection 
on the um um of the trees in the water mm-hmm. and being <laughs> able to do a little editing on the pond so it looks the color doesn't really reflect the blue it gets more of a brownish than it actually was yeah and i used um believe i used camera plus two for the border here yeah it looks like something that might have come from that one yeah so and just trying to get it kind of a, a gritty kind of off look Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how else to describe it than that, but something that just looks a little bit different than a normal photo. Now, of yeah. course, and the thing that kind of stinks when you're trying to do a photo like this, um, and this was also done in Pixelmator Photo, too, mm-hmm. uh, or, or Photomator, I should say. There I go. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> but one thing that stinks when you're trying to share this is when you have an exceptionally tall or exceptionally wide photo, yeah. Instagram does not like it in right. its main post. Um, it will try cutting it off. It won't let you do like an extra wide. So yeah. for me to put in Instagram, I had to go into Snapseed and expand it out oh, by yeah. adding black to make it more square. Right. Okay. And then posted it, but in the Facebook group and on Twitter, I posted the uncropped, or not cropped, yeah. but the un the unexpanded one to get the right, yeah. the look I wanted with the with the much vertical look about it. Yeah. What I like about this is that you've managed to position it, and it, it's it's in in the top half as well as the reflection, the the small pine tree between the two sets of other trees uh i don't know if they're um i don't know my trees very well they're not maples but they're like maybe hemlock or something i'm not sure what they are but the 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 deciduous trees go go up to beside the 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 pine Mm -hmm. and they start to spread out just as the pine starts to go in so it's almost like and it's more prevalent in the water because the water doesn't reflect some of the smaller twiggy type branches that are covering the pine and uh it's 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 like you positioned everything purposely so that it would have that look and and it's really really cool um and it's not it's not quite grungy but kind of like um what was the word you said for it gritty gritty yeah so um it, it gives it a really nice look and um I'm not sure what that is at the base of the tree on the right, but it almost no, looks like it's a boat. It it is a boat. Okay, it is a boat. Yeah, it it's upside like down. It's upside yeah. down, but it's a little boat they have so they can go out on the pond. Well, I think that adds a little element of interest, um, just enough to you know mm-hmm. say, "Hey, that's pretty cool." Uh, so yeah, yeah, and it's not. It looks like you might have bumped the saturation a bit, but it looks, it looks good. It's not overly done. The sky's got you know blue with some clouds, and mm-hmm. and um, and I think the border is a nice touch. So another well done edit, my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my third one, or no, wait, my second one, my second yep. one. Your second one. Um, this one here, I went out the other day. I I just had to go out and try creating some photographs. It's been such a long, boring winter 
and the spring it's still not great yet um it's still heavily into stick season yet we've got mm. you know a few flowers coming up here and there but it's still cold here like today was only like five degrees celsius at the most and even right now it's two degrees like that's just a, barely above freezing yeah. folks it's crazy uh and here we are we're april 24th as we as we record this and it's all like so it's almost may and oh man i just want the weather to warm up we had beautiful summer weather a couple of weeks ago and you know that that's just a distant memory now but anyway i went to um this river that is one of my favorite places to go shoot and uh i thought you know i'm gonna play around with re with uh, re-expose because i hadn't tried that for quite some time and uh so i took my tripod because you, you need it with re-expose and um I wanted to get the water moving, but I didn't want to get that silky flow of a long, long exposure. Mm. Uh, so these, the, the series that I did with these are mostly no longer than a second. And um, so I, I, you know, I just adjusted the exposure so it wouldn't blow out the highlights where the white caps are in the river. And uh, uh for this particular image, I got the, the the bank on the far side with some uh, cedar trees, but then there's a cedar tree hanging over my side of the river, right to the right, and it's fairly still. Luckily, the wind calmed down, mm -hmm. and it was able to capture the moving water with the the still cedar branch, um, you know, as a good contrast to the movement, and you know, just uh, some saturation in the water and. Uh, I took the the whites as white as I could go without overexposing in like, this is all in dark room and then took the blacks as low as I can get them without being too black. Now there's some along the riverbank at the top of the frame there. That's really black, but it's, you know, it's in the shadows anyway. And I think if I tried to pull that back out, it would look a little artificial. Um, but uh, I, I just love the way it gives a sense of motion but it also yeah. kind of freezes it at the same time. It almost looks like a painting the way the, the water looks brushed. Yeah. Yeah. It looks But the, the, like I said, the, it, the branch coming from the right, just how crisp and clear it is compared to the water adds, a, adds the contrast you need. Otherwise it, yeah. because the, the shore going across, it's dark enough that it's, kind of lost a lot of the leaves over there you know what i mean it, you can see it's a border up there but it doesn't really it's not a hard border because of how dark it is yeah, yeah. the tree coming across kind of gives that gives it some some depth going on yeah and, so, and some difference between the the sharpness there and the kind of the flowing of the river yeah and you know on the other on the on the near the top of the frame there there's a one part where the water splashes up and 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 just almost like goes goes up like a like a spout and then fall, mm -hmm. it's falling back down again because i guess it must have hit a, an abrupt rock or something okay yeah but uh it, it uh i i really like shots like this and oh i should also note i had my nd filter on at the uh when i did this mm. um it allows you to get uh 
and and this was this was near dusk as well like it was getting dark oh. not not dark really but i mean it was yeah. it was approaching sunset sunset was about an hour away but it was an overcast day so that made it you know night, fairly dark but not dark dark i was i was still able to um get out of there without any issue no, didn't need a light or anything but um but with the nd filter you can well the thing about reexpose um uh, you know, compared to reheld is, is you got exposure control. And I I wanted a low ISO, but I wanted it so that I can keep a, my shutter speed as, as low as I can, but without overexposing uh, or underexposing too much. Um, it's hard to explain. With the filter on, you're you're able you're able to get the shutter speed slow no matter how long the sequence is you want to do. So I did a one second sequence, but the shutter speed might have been um, well. Let's see, maybe I could find this image and and say what the shutter speed actually was. And when I say the shutter speed, what I mean is that um, it. Where is it here? There it is. So the shutter speed was one ninth of a second. Oh wow! Uh, ISO sixty four, okay. and this was with the telephoto camera. But it was a one-second sequence, so that means it stacked images taken up one-ninth of a second up for a, a oh, no, actually, it's a five seconds capture time. No, that's not right. I'm looking at the uh, edited file. I'll go back to the original file. Um, the, the edited file, it, it says it's from Darkroom. Uh, okay, so... Okay, I found the original. There it is there. Okay, so yeah, one-ninth of a second. It doesn't say how long the capture time was, but I'm pretty sure it was just one second. So what it, what it's doing is it's stacking images taken at one-ninth of a second for up to a period of one second. So typically you could you would think there would be like nine of them stacked together, um, but I'm not 100% sure if that's accurate or not, but uh, anyway, so but with the ND filter, I was able to get that shutter time down to one ninth of a second. Without it, it would probably have to be like, you know, one sixtieth of a second, second or something like that. Um, you know, I'm just pulling numbers out of the air here, right. but but that's the difference between using an ND filter and not using one. And if I didn't use one, the water would have that real Morse code type look to it or that braided look to it, and it wouldn't look as smooth as it does. Okay. So, um, you know, I wrote a I wrote a thing about this whole process, and and I'll I'll add it into the show notes um, about you know to use a filter or not to use a filter, and uh, this is this is a real strong case for using one. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to get back out there. So I guess oh yeah, we got one more from you. Yep. Yep. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, this is a house down the end of a road. Uh, I, it, it's very old, the house. It actually, I don't know how old, but there's a actual barn kind of oh, yeah, in, the in the background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a carriage house kind of off on one side. Yeah. Um, now, I originally, when I took the shot, I wanted to kind of emphasize the pink and the tree on the mm-hmm. upper, on the left side there in front of the house, but it just wasn't popping as much. And when I started to do some edits, I just kind of liked how the color, it was starting to look a little more color blockish. 
because the house is that yellow. Oh, really? um, yeah, yeah, it's a very yellow house. Uh, but just the way that the editing came out made it look a little more color blockish. And again, I'm using the um, the the frame from Camera Plus Two, um, making it a square shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did some editing in Camera Plus Two because they do have some filters that I did some additional work on there too mm-hmm. in addition to you know the normal editing i did so it, it kind of gave it a, a kind of a vintage almost a painted look you know like you see some some old old postcards where they take a photo and you can kind of tell they were painted to add the color yeah yeah so but as i'm doing the editing i'm like okay yeah this it gives it a little bit of a different uh, uh pop to it yeah was this on your trip up to Ohio? I uh, know this is actually uh, around a mile away from my house. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is um, the it's it's literally um, down one dead end road where close to our community pool and a church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm guessing this okay. is like one, maybe one of the early houses in the area, and this had a kind of larger area of land that they never filled in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, they never sold out for looking, development. It's a very interesting looking place, mm-hmm. um, and I take it by the looks of the lawn and everything else, it's still inhabited. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. keep definitely good good track of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, because it looks like you know there's not like uh it doesn't really look like there's any uh you know quote unquote life inside the house looking at the windows um but again it's it's hard to tell i mean it was yeah. a sunny day and it'd be dark in the house so um, no, it, but, but it, yeah, it definitely no, uh i would say the flag definitely is in good shape you know yes, it isn't like it is. worn or torn or anything so um yeah. yeah so it's definitely been around for a long time yeah, yeah, for sure. It'd be nice to know how old that place is. Um, so that tree in the front, was that uh, like a cherry blossom tree or whatever? Um, or no, I what's the know. word I'm looking for? I, no, not cherry blossom. Um, magnolia. Honestly, I don't know trees that well. Kind of like you, okay. unfortunately. So I yeah. can't say. Because <laughs> there's a, a neighbor up the street has a magnolia tree and beautiful, big pink blossoms when they finally come out they're not quite out yet but they're just starting i think and i love getting pictures of those on a on a nice sunny day they're, they're nice and just they're really they're really nice they're nice and colorful and um it just lets you know that the warm weather's coming <laughs> but uh, no i i love the i love the color of the house um uh the yellow with the red and you know with this particular shot with the green and the blue, the green grass and the blue sky, it just full on color. And um, the the wrought iron fence at the front is a nice touch too. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it just turned out really well. Yeah. And like I said, I think a lot of the editing I did was in camera plus two because mm-hmm. a lot of their filters um, let you do a lot of, uh, I know some of them are meant to, make it look realistic per se, but a lot of their filters mm-hmm. are creative filters also. Yeah. 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 Well, 
uh, another uh yet another fantastic edit <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, uh so my last one was a little experiment i did today um this is i think it's technically called a ribbon plant um a lot of people call them spider plant okay. uh, in fact i that always called I'm it spider with. plant yeah, I called it spider plant until you know how in um, in photos it shows a little emblem that it's a plant and you can tap tap it to look up what kind of plant it is. Oh. That's where I found out it was a ribbon plant. So it's it's sprouting new growth at the end of one of the uh, you know leaves, I guess. Um, so this was on a tripod. Um, I put my Struman Optics macro lens on because I wanted to get really, really close. My my reflex uh, long range macro doesn't get in quite as tight. So um, with the Struman lens, I, I got in really close. Now this side to side is about the width of a nickel. Oh, wow. That's how small this is. So what I did too was I, I used camera pixels the uh, camera app camera pixels because it has the ability to shoot um a sequence of frames while moving the focus so you can focus that um there's no app that i know of on the iphone that does focus stacking but once i got the frames which i what what i did was i shot 37 frames because i wanted to get you know a few of the leaves in focus and with the macro lens like that, like the Struman optics or any of them, really, the the depth of field is so shallow, you just can't get it all. So 37 frames, it took 37 seconds to shoot, oddly enough. And then I put them in affinity photo on my Mac. And because it does focus stacking, um, oh. all you do is put all the pictures in, uh, hit the button, and it puts them all together, lines them up and everything in, in case there's any misalignment and um and stacks the focus so it, it uh it it so the way camera pixels did that did that was it started at the closest focus setting that i had it set at okay. and you could go to i think it's i believe it's a percentage through the range of focus that the app will do and i picked 80 percent. and to be honest with you i had it set to take um i think it was 60 frames but i don't know why but my camera crapped out um it was like it overworked it or something and i'm surprised with the 14 pro max you know it's it's got the most powerful sensor out of them all yeah um or, or processor or whatever but it it started shooting like it's it started the, the screen went off and it was so slow at shooting i just stopped the sequence Oh. And I, I looked at what I had and I thought, okay, well, I've got enough to get what I kind of want. And um, so I put it together in Affinity Photo. And then I just back in photos again, I just did some adjustments with the, um, uh, uh, this is photos on the Mac. Um, okay. Actually, what I did was I hit for the brightness, I hit auto. For the color, I hit auto. For the vignette, I hit auto. And that was it. I didn't do any other manual adjustments. So it it it, it turned out, I thought, pretty cool as far as the way the uh, the look of it goes. Um, it is slightly cropped, um, but I shot this, and and I didn't know this was going to happen either. Camera pixels 
I shot it in JPEG and it did it in the 48 megapixel. Oh. And I think that's why the camera stalled out. Because oh, it's trying to take choked. bang, 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 48 megapixel many. shot after shot after shot. So, yeah, I think I, I snuffed it out, <laughs> which is interesting because mm. at least now I know what it's capable of. Um, but what what really drew me to do this was the kind of like the woven pattern of the leaf, of the leaves. Like the texture is, it's it's actually like a woven pattern. And if you zoom in on that, you can really see it. Um, I'm, I'm going to re-edit it to see if there's a way I can enhance that to make it look a little more prevalent. But um, I thought that was really cool. Wow. Now, you look at the, you know, the mature leaves, you say the adult leaves or whatever, ribbon leaves in this plant. It's there a little bit, but it's not as as uh, prominent as it is in these new you know these these little leaves these 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 are so small like um i would say they're probably like a sixteenth of an inch wide wow like they're very small but uh yeah it, it was a lot of fun doing that um i i i wanted to get another sequence in but then the the guy came and put my new router in so it kind of killed that idea but um but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun playing around with that. Um, of course, like I said, cameras on a tripod keep everything lined up. So, um, especially I imagine when you're doing any kind of stacking, handhelds definitely yeah, a yeah. no go. Oh yeah, especially with macro for sure. I um, mean, you could probably get away with it with um, with a like a landscape scene because it'll auto align them. But uh, for macro, yeah, definitely on a tripod. So yeah, so that's a. That was our, our recent photos. Um, don't forget, folks, they'll be on the website. You can have a better look at them there. And um, or, or if you're watching the enhanced version yes, on your you, podcast you can app. Look, look at them. Rewind and look at them on your phone. <laughs> we <laughs> always forget to say that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they'll be on your phone screen as we were talking about them. Uh, and, I mean, it works in CarPlay, too. At least it does on mine, anyway. Uh, you know, so don't stare at them too long when you're driving. But well, no, of course not. <laughs> your passengers enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, I wanted to mention something real quick before we go. Hmm. Um, when we were talking about apps, and uh, more specifically your Photoshop camera app, I found one in the uh, uh, app store when I typed when I did a search for Photoshop camera. There's mm. one there called Photoshop Camera Portrait Lens. That is what it is. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why they added the portrait lens. I mean, they do have lenses, what they call lenses, they're filters, which do work on port, which does have some additional portrait on it. But I, I don't think that that's really a main thing about it, though. So I'm not sure why they mentioned that. Oh, OK, because you know what? Stupid being, I was looking at Photoshop Express Photo Editor, and I thought um, that's the one you were talking about. No, yeah, okay. it, it, yeah, it's listed on the on the on the phone as PS. Yeah, camera. PS camera. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and this would be PS Express, likely this one I was thinking of. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. Well, that's just me being me. Um, 
Oh no. Okay, so Photoshop Camera Portrait Lens. That's that's the name of the actual app. Right. And um, but the link to it is in the show notes. And I should have followed your link. I I just did a search on it and thought it was the second one. So. <laughs> and that's but, when you got. Uh, I hate to say you got to watch out with 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 searching through the app store because there's so many and so many which sound alike. Yes. Yes, that is so true. Um, like if you just did an, an internet search for reheld, you'll come up with oh. other things other than the, the app itself. So yeah, kind of watch it what, what, for what you're looking for. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll call it a night at that. Um, it was a, a great episode. I thought looking at different apps we use. And like I said, we can go on for hours, but we won't. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, some, you know, more, uh, banger shots as we would call them uh from what we've been doing recently and and look forward to seeing more uh so yeah. tell folks where they can see it sure you can find me on pretty much everywhere as prof pod and on tiktok as prof pod pgh all righty you can find me at uh though the best place is mcmillan or sorry uh about uh dot me slash mcmillan um, and I think we might be doing Shane Mostyn and I might be doing a live stream this Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, it'll be, I think, 6 a.m. for him, uh, Saturday morning. He's always in Tomorrowland. Um, <laughs> we, we didn't do the last one because he was under the weather, but I'm um, pretty oh. sure we got another one coming up, um, maybe this week. I'll have to, I'll have to do my, uh, my he I'm I'm his Siri, so I always remind him. Oh, we're doing a live stream. Oh yeah, and then he'll set it up. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll get that figured out, and uh, hopefully have that going on on Friday, and uh, it'll be on YouTube on his channel. Um, there's a link in the show notes to his channel, so tune into that. And uh, I guess that's it. So thanks, Dave. A great conversation as always, and we'll see you all in the next one. Have a great one, everyone. <laughs>